everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Shrink podcast. I'm your host today, Dan Goodman, and I'm going to be joined by a special guest, Dustin Branchow, who is the owner, founder, and CEO of Advantage Sports in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode where he breaks down the training philosophy, the vision, the mission, and what's helped him uh, put him and his business on the map and create financial security for him and his family. Enjoy the episode, everybody. All right, Dustin, so I gave you a, a quick intro before we got on the call here today. Obviously, I know a lot about you. I know a lot about your business, but let's bring the listeners up to speed and give us a quick, uh, a quick intro as to who you are and what you do. Yeah, no, thanks, Dan. Uh, appreciate you having me on the call. Um, you know, my name is Dustin Brancho uh, from Marquette, Michigan, up here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, you know, just kind of a little bit about me. Um, you know, obviously, I grew up avid sports lover. Um, went to college, uh, played you know college football. Was a wide receiver there for you know five years. Um, you know, tried to make it in the, at the next level. Had my pro day. Um, you know, from there was uh, wasn't fast enough. Wasn't uh, you know quick enough. So it kind of led me to, I still loved the whole process of, you know, getting involved with, with athletics and helping people get to the next level. Um, so that changed transition from me becoming a athlete to now becoming a coach. So I ended up working at uh, advantage, the place I ended up buying a couple years later. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. You know, I, and I know that I know some of the backstory. So I want to dig in a little bit where I know that you were, um, you had gone to a combine preparation facility. You, you were a little disappointed. I, I don't even know if it's disappointed, but you wanted to know a little bit more about human performance as, as you felt like you left a little bit on the table with your pro day. Can you talk a little bit about how that's influenced your training modalities and how you use that type of periodization from, you know, a seventh grade student athlete all the way to a 50 year old that wants to just be generally more fit? No, yeah, exactly. Um, every time, everyone's career eventually comes to an end at some point. And, uh, you know, for me, it was a little bit quicker than I had wanted. So when I took a look at my results from my pro day, um, you know, I ran a four, five, seven, forty. 40, um, you know, that wasn't fast enough to, for a, you know, a division two athlete to come out and, and make some noise at the NFL level at that time. Um, so what I did was, you know, I, I really just, I, you know, seeked out the top, um, you know, I looked at to Joe DeFranco, um, who's, you know, kind of close to you guys. Um, and then, you know, I went to Louis Simmons, who has been um, a game changer for my facility. Um, you know, so Westside has been a, a huge influence on the way that we train and program our, our lifting. Um, but then also, you know, we, throughout the years, we've been able to tie in our own methodology and our own philosophy on speed training and stuff. So, um, you know, immediately I went to, to you know, go to homework and, uh, you know, basically just study for that uh, special strength certification. And, you know, the rest has kind of been history since then. So, um, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's gone from, you know, a seventh grade kids to we have all, all the way out to professional athletes. Um, and then within there, we have our, our adult blue collar group that we have. And, you know, we do similar types of training for every one of them. Obviously, some are different based off of what they can and can't do. Um, but for the most part, we have eight different you know phases of training within every different workout. And we just kind of auto-regulate based off of what their needs are. Um, and that's kind of what, how, we, how we do it over here at Advantage. No, it's awesome. And obviously for, for people that follow you on social, we'll, we'll give them all that information. But 
you can tell at Advantage, your coaching staff, yourself, there's a certain type of brand, there's a certain type of flavor to training there. And it's, it, you've stayed true to your hardcore values and you've stayed true to your vision. Um, you know, it, it leads me to really like my first talking point with us is that, you know, obviously I know that you've had a vision for Advantage that started years ago. Talk to me a little bit about what that vision was and why it's so important. So many of our listeners are aspiring, aspiring fitness professionals. They're gym owners, college students, obviously some members listen in. But talk about with really any industry, any career, any athletics, why is it so important to have a vision? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my vision here is, is just – kind of give you a little background to paint a little picture here. Uh, you know, I live in the upper peninsula of Michigan. So it's a, a very small mining community. Um, and it's not every day you're going to have division one athletes, you know, crawling out of here. You know what I mean? Um, and one of the big reasons that I feel that is, is because of, we weren't, we weren't, um, you know, we weren't exposed to that type of training. You know, we didn't have uh, a varsity house. We didn't have a DeFranco's. We didn't have a, a Bomberitos in our backyard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we had, you know, a parent of a parent, you know, training us for, for the, for the summer before we got prepared for a football season. So right. one of my visions is, um, you know, something that always, you know, honestly, it ticked me off. You know, once I got to the college level, um, it was always, Oh, you're, you're good for a, for a UP athlete. I'm like, no, man. Like, I don't, I don't care about if I'm from the UP or if I'm from New Jersey, like I, I can play football. You know what I mean? Right. So like my vision and my, like my why is like, I want to be able to give back to this community um, kind of where I grew up in and, and be able to give them a top tier training product that, that rivals the best in the nation. So that has always been kind of my vision for this area. Um, and, and that's something that's keep each day I, I come into work. I'm like, I want to get better in each facet of, of, of life and, and, and in this industry. And that's, you know, it's funny. It's why the, I think it's why so many athletes are successful in whatever they do entrepreneurially. Uh, a lot of them go on to, to go on to have really great professional careers because what I hear from you is an intrinsic motivation similar to that of wanting to make it to the NFL, right? Like your vision is, is way beyond, oh yeah, I'm doing this to make dollars and cents. Of course we need to make money. Right. But for everybody listening, you could tell just by the tonality in your voice when you talk about what you're trying to get out of the business, you're re- you're trying to put the UP in Marquette, Michigan on your back. <laughs> on the you know? and, and, you, and that's exactly what you're doing. And the cool thing about it is that it's easy to attract people to a business that has a vision like that. That's the whole point is that the people that work there, the members that go there, they know that's the vision. They know that's what you're in business for, and they want to be a part of it. Exactly. No, that's absolutely right. For sure. So let's get on, let's get on with it a little bit. Talk to me about, we've said it a little, little bit before as to, you know, obviously the athletes that you work with, but talk a little bit about who, who do you serve? Like who's, a, who's, a, uh, who's the avatar for Advantage? Like who are you trying to get to come to your place of business? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of, you know, what makes us unique as well is that, we don't, we don't care if you're an adult, if you're a, a peewee athlete, or if you're in, you're in the NFL, I don't really care, uh, you know, about that. I just want to, I want to work with people. Our, our staff wants to work with people that have that blue collar mindset. You know, we're not going to pamper people when they come in here. Like you said, this is a more of a hardcore training you know, facility. Yeah. We do have, you know, nice things, nice amenities. Now we have a barbershop in house. We have Norma tech. We have, you know, a chiropractor with, you know, ART and um, you know, in-house fuel station. 
don't get that twisted. We, we work really hard. You know what I mean? We, we make sure these kids are grinding and they're, um, you know, that blue collar mindset of like, they're not going to quit. They're not going to back down. They're not going to give up. You know, um, there's been times where people have came into the doors and we didn't feel they were a good fit. And we said, Hey, listen, you know, this isn't probably the gym for you. This is, this is a little bit different for you. So, um, you know, kind of our, our, the people that we're trying to serve is anyone that wants to work hard and is willing to, you know, you know, put their ego aside when they step into these doors. And regardless of the goal, you know, you have world champion boxers and you have dads that want to lose 30 pounds, but as long as they have that blue collar mindset, you're willing to work with them. Absolutely. That's the most fun people to work with in my opinion. For sure. So talk a little bit about the mission. What's the mission of your business? Like what is your business going to be remembered for in 25 years? Yeah. I mean, obviously it kind of, it, it kind of ties in a little bit with my vision. Like we had talked about a little bit, but um, you know, obviously it goes beyond that as well. Um, you know, I, I want to obviously cater to the UP, but we also, our, our mission is now to become a world-class destination center for the highest level of athletes. Um, and we want to make sure that we, we can get there. So we have a four-step process for that. Our four-step process is we got to become area best before we can become, you know, a world-renowned gym. And then once we become area best, which I think we already are, uh, you know, we got to be regionally known. And then from there, we got to get to a nationally recognized level. And then I think after that, at that point, then we'll become a world-renowned gym where people are coming to, um, you know, Marquette, Michigan for their off-season training at a, at a very high level, not just, you know, four or five athletes. I'm talking – we're going to have, we're going to have, you know, 15, 20 people coming up here for their combines and pro days is, is what the ultimate mission and vision is for, for advantage sports training. And the coolest thing for me as uh, as somebody that, that has obviously worked with your business for a few, few years is that's coming to reality. Now you, right. know, you had the lockdown. I mean, how many professional athletes were you training on zoom every day? Yeah, it's pretty, it's funny too, because COVID hits and next, thing you know, we're training more pro athletes than we were when we were in house, you know? So um, we, we ended up having, um, I think at one time, seven, seven current pros, uh, were on, were on a zoom call between hockey and NFL, um, hockey and the NFL. So we had some guys in the AHL and some guys playing overseas. Um, but then, you know, five or six of them were from the NFL and a couple from the NHL and AHL. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is when we talk about these questions and, and, and I obviously it's easy for you to talk about it because there are things that come up in your team meetings. There are things that are hang, that hang on your wall and there are things that you've strategized for, for years and know like, Hey, this is our North star. This is what it's all about. Your clients know it, your team knows it. And it's really the driving factor behind your business. And what I want to get your insight on is I think so many times uh, younger uh, fitness professionals, coaches, strength coaches will be like, hey, you know, what, what's a tactical approach to gaining more clients? How can I make more money? You know, I'm trying to train athletes over the summer to make a quick buck. And you and I both know there's a lot of different marketing campaigns you could throw at people, but eventually those businesses all fizzle out. We've seen them all come and go. Oh, yeah. why, are the, why are the three things that we mentioned just before? We talk about vision, we talk about core purpose, we talk about mission. Why are those things so important for a young fitness professional to really nail down? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like we talked about vision and mission. Like I, like I said, I kind of tie those two together because honestly, it's kept me centered, you know, and it's kept me centered on what I truly want to do. And certain things have, you know, come and gone since 2011, um, you know, like personnel or, you know, purchases or any other decisions like that. It made it very easy for me because I'm like, listen, does this match up with my vision? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, does it match up with my mission? 
um, and then basically, you know, it's been able to you know become what I want to become. And, um, you know, it doesn't take away from that. So I tie these two together because I, you know, I really want to give back to the area that I grew up in and then bring a training product and experience that has never been here. But then also at the same time, we'll be able to be enticed, um, you know, all, you know, what we're doing at this level, if we're doing it for the professional athletes, it's going to trickle down and carry over to like our adults or college athletes or high school athletes or youth and junior levels. So, it's, you know, by creating something that is so like that North star you're talking about, it's going to trickle down into our adults. So like basically our strategy has been to, to make sure our mission and our vision stays true. And we don't go, we don't stray away from that and get pulled off by a shiny object here and there. Mm-hmm. It's very enticing at times, but at the, at the same time, we got to stay true to our center core. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's, that's been, honestly, it's been paramount for our business. And, and knowing your business now, because you have that local recognition and you've created that local celebrity, opportunities are arising to team up with your business where there's opportunities like a barbershop, a physical therapist, a chiropractor that want to pay you to sublease space to have access to really your vision, right? And, and right. your clients that are, that are uh, attracted to the business and you know you've been able to reap the rewards of staying true to that mission since 2011 and look we could talk about it on the podcast now i mean you are a young entrepreneur right you haven't been doing this for 30 years right you've been doing it for for about 10 and you're starting to realize the gains of staying true to yourself where you might have left money on the table five years ago but now the business is seeing growth year after year after year. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, the same true to my vision, uh, you know, like, like we were talking about, basically, you know, there's been, there's been times where, you know, people have approached me in the past about, you know, having some type of like partnership or some type of, you know, uh, we, our services for them or in, in exchange for theirs and that type of thing. When, um, you know, just never really lined up with what we really wanted to get done. So, I'm very, I'm very happy and proud that we were, we never pulled the trigger on some of those things because it didn't line up with it. So that's why I'm telling you, if if, if there's any young entrepreneurs out there listening, that uh, you know, find out what your what's taking your, you know, what's making you tick and what's making your vision and your mission statements, and, and uh, stay true to that because there's going to be a coming time where where people are going to approach you about trying to be involved in one way or the other, and you got to really decide if that's going to be. You can't say yes to everything, right? So, um, you know, what I'm trying to say is it's gotten me to the point now where I get to pick and choose who we bring in for partnerships because uh, people are kind of buying into our vision. Um, so that's why, you know, the, the barbershop and the, the physical therapist and the, the chiropractor and, um, you know, our fuel station, like those are certain people that I would I like to align myself with because they get what we're trying to achieve here. And, and we're all in the same exact course. So that's kind of it saved me some a lot of money in the past because, um, you know, I would have been making tens of thousands of dollars of investments into other people. And, um, now it's getting to the point where they're going to be coming in house and, and, uh, you know, paying me for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome. So talk a little bit, we, we've talked a little, a, a lot about strategy and structure and why it's so important. And you've got that locked down. So I want to make sure that we get to something that everybody wants to know about, as we discussed before, and that's marketing. So at Advantage, disclose that one marketing strategy that's really taken your business, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it for you, and I know your business has grown by a, a lot, 
And, you know, I don't want you to be bashful about it. You can talk about it on the show, but what are some things outside of the strategy? Cause that's the foundation, but what are one or two marketing items that every coach really needs to consider getting into this business? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of like, uh, that, that's, that's one thing I got into, you know, the business of strength for, I was never very, I was never, I was just really good at being a coach. Um, and I never really worried about marketing and strategies and, and everything like that. So one of the biggest things that, that we relied on very heavily initially was just word of mouth type marketing and, 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 uh, you know, strategies that way. Um, so as far as like a marketing campaign, one of the biggest things that you guys, you know, you know, switch me over to now is obviously getting into like a, you know, we're a really heavily athlete based gym. So you want us to kind of coincide with like our athletes, um, calendar year. So like, you know, fall sports, you know, we're, we're hitting that very hard four weeks prior to that, you know, fall, winter, you know, spring and then summer. So we broke everything up into that. Um, and, and that's kind of worked very well for us for having like an actual, Hey guys, we got to hit these you know, football guys in the summertime. Um, in the fall, we got to hit these basketball players getting ready for the winter. The winter, we got to hit these, uh, you know, these track athletes getting ready for the spring. You know what I mean? So um, that's kind of been our strategy for marketing. And like the coolest thing about it is that you're not a huge social media guy. You're, right. you, you do a good job of getting on there just to stay relevant. But you, you're a business that's been around for a decade. Uh, you're making money. Uh, you have a team, you have a crew and, and you've seen exponential growth almost hundred percent year over year in the last three years. And you're doing it with really what you're talking about is internal referral strategies, awareness, and speaking to your clients, speaking yep. to your clients through email, speaking to your clients through text, speaking to your clients in house. There's just an automated system to actually get the communication out ahead of the game. So many coaches are chasing their tail where it's like, and we've done it before. And it's, it's, oh, oh my God, we don't have enough business. We need to, we need to reactively start sending these emails out. No, you know that you're an athlete dominated facility. We have to start getting messaging out four weeks in advance of their calendar when their calendar transitions. So I need to have six emails lined up. I need to have, you know, a phone call home to every current athlete. I need to send letters home to our top athletes with a, with a report card on how they've done in the previous block, all things of that nature, which continues to build culture. Right. right. And that's something that everybody's like, wait a second, that's the funnel. Yeah. That's the funnel. It's called freaking customer service. Yeah. It's actually, right? yeah, it's actually caring. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing is like, you know, we, we don't, just call people to, to call them, you know, we call cause we generally care. And then at the same time they see that, you know I mean? Like you said, we are building a culture around here. So it's not like we're, we're setting up these click funnels and, and everything like that. We're, we're just doing it so organically that, you know, we're, we're able to kind of grow with the business too. So over the course of time, those referrals have became more because we've been training more athletes. But again, it's organized, right? It's like the difference between it's the difference between training and working out. Like somebody could go get get sweaty and, and throw weights around, but there's a big difference between that and following a detailed training plan. It's the same exactly. thing when it comes to marketing. Like if it's not on paper and everybody on your team isn't rowing the boat in the same direction, it doesn't matter how intricate the marketing process is. Everybody's going to be on the same page. And we're talking about using old school strategies. 
it, but it's still a strategy and there's still a proven process. And if Dustin goes to Aruba for a week, I remember last year, you're in Aruba and you text me like, dude, I can't believe we're still selling with me out of the building. Right. It's because people know the drill. They know the routine. It's an expectation at this point. Exactly. Yeah. It's awesome, man. So next, for a coach, rookie business owner, somebody that wants to be a business owner, what would be one piece of advice that you would give them? I guess something that would be, I know we could go on forever here, but let's try to be concise as to if you were, if you were coaching an aspiring business owner in the strength and conditioning game, what's a piece of advice that you'd give them? Yeah, this is actually a good one because I've, I've worked with a lot of young coaches, um, you know, being so close to the university, we, you know, we've had our fair share of interns in the past and, um, you know, a lot of them come in with a lot of great ideas, right? They, they come in with, you know, I want to do this. I want to, I want to, I want to do a podcast. I want to do yoga. I want to do, um, you know, strength conditioning. I want to basically becoming a jack of all trades, right? So one of my biggest pieces of advice to a lot of my, my interns that come in, I said, just really hone in on one thing and be great at it, be the absolute best at it and not try to be a jack of all trades. Because if you just, you know, I, I know Adam says something, what does he say about, uh, you know, be a, be an inch, uh, inch deep, mile wide, or what, what does he say? Yeah, I'd rather go a mile deep than, I forget, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So I think a it's mile like a, deep than an inch wide or something like that. Or yeah, and just be really good at your craft. Right. So that's one of the big things I see because, you know, of course, right, I want to be a world-renowned gym. That's been day one, all right? So now if I, if from day one, if I took a look at Bomberitos or Varsios or, or Joe DeFranco and said, okay, I need to have a, I need to have my own supplement line. I need to have my own uh, podcast. I need to have my own apparel line. I need to have, um, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. You know, I would, I would literally get overwhelmed and I would not be able to even communicate anything I wanted to get done. You know what I mean? I'd just be stuck. Um, thinking about things to get done instead of actually doing doing one thing and being really good at it. So for me, initially, like I talked about, is that I just worked on coaching and the X's and O's. And the rest kind of took care of itself because we're able to get results. You think a guy like Joe DeFranco or like <clears throat> uh, Martin Rooney, they both worked at the Parisi Speed School. And when I was in high school, I actually trained with Martin. And what people don't realize is that he was a sports performance coach for 15 years before he started doing anything else. Exactly. So Joe was there for, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years. Then he went out on his own for five, six years before he really started gaining traction with the supplement line, the podcast, you know, uh, selling equipment through on it, whatever it may be. There was 20 years of practical experience and 10 years of being an athlete in a professional, like, you know, a collegiate style weight room or whatever it may be. So there's 30 years of experience that prefaces that. It's not get an exercise science degree and launch a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that. So um, that, that's a really, that's a really good point. So. Yeah. I want to just see more, you know, just, just, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, that, that, those, those are just young people that are really, excited about the profession and we need a lot of that but um you know i'm just tired of the post that i'm seeing lately it was just i'm a top speed coach i I ran track in college so now i can teach everybody how to run track because i know it's just there's more to it than that you know what i mean exactly 100 percent. you know you're talking a little bit about the state of the industry so i want to transition to that where we're in the midst of a of a global pandemic that's still happening we've obviously seen our industry contract a bit um 
there's a lot of people that are now like influencer type fitness people on social media. Um, and the industry's definitely taken a turn for better or worse. Um, I want to get your opinion on where you think the industry is trending towards uh, for good or for bad or both. Yeah, honestly, it's, you know, I'm kind of up in there. I kind of toss this one around a little bit. I just, I can see it going, I can see it going like a hybrid system where a lot of it's going virtual and, and, and then, you know, in-house be more like small group training for like the general population. Um, but I still think that large athlete groups and teams are still going to be running again, like normal uh, in the foreseeable future. It's just, you know, right now being able to see it at the university level, since we're strength coaches at some universities as well, um, doing 19 kids at a time, you know, with a, a group of hundred football players, that's just not time. You know, that's just not good for time. You know what I mean? I like guess that's, that's six hours worth of work for just one team. You know what I mean? So I guess, mm-hmm. and if you break it down to 30 minute workouts, now we're not getting many, you know, much done. So I can still see the athletes staying the same, but what I can see is the small group training and, um, you know, uh, maybe four to six people at a time. Um, you know, I, I like the idea that we had talked about before about having smaller pods per rack. Um, so every rack's going to have the same, you know, pod is a lot easier to clean and a lot easier to disinfect. Um, you know, so I think that can be a smaller group setting for, you know, our, 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 our general population and our adult groups. Um, so that's kind of, I mean, what do you think? Where do you think this stuff's going? Yeah, I, I would agree, you know, with, with what you talked about in terms of the pods, like just by us getting some specialty bars. So like we still don't have the whole gym outfitted with it, but it's almost near complete where we've got a cambered bar, a safety bar, a hex bar, an axle, all the bands, all the, all the chains, uh, uh, a specific bench with, uh, you know, all to one rack. And then, um, two racks share one full set of dumbbells, kettlebells, and they actually share a 45 degree hyper and a reverse hyper. And we have three stations like that exactly around the gym. Um, it's, it's helped the flow of the gym tremendously. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, we obviously have that open concept and I know we're talking like really tactically about how the the gym flow looks, but, um, you know, I, I don't know if we would have ever done that had there not been COVID. Right. And by breaking and segmenting out the gym, I think it's been great. Another huge win for us is some of our large groups. I honestly thought the product and the quality of the service when they start, when we start redlining the groups of being like, maybe there's 30, 35, 40 people per hour, we would add another coach with still the volume inside the gym. It was probably too much at one time. Now with COVID, we, it's restricted our numbers down a little bit. And I would say the product has, has probably improved. Right. You know? And I don't think we'll go back to the other way. Um, right. And it's a lot, the, the pandemic has allowed us to find, it, it's, it's, it's forced creativity. And some of that creativity um, will not go by the wayside. In terms of the industry contracting, obviously, you don't want to see people go out of business um, and, but it, it's obviously, it's a reality, uh, f- for some in our industry right now. And, uh, you know, we just hope that the cool thing is I think a lot of gym owners too, it's united a lot of people. Like there's all these Facebook groups, text message threads, and a lot of people just reaching out, trying to lend a helping hand, whether it be with ideas, you know, equipment, offloading, whatever it may be. So I, I think that ultimately when we come out the other side of this thing, 
it, it'll have it'll have uh, forced much needed uh, creativity and and also increase the barrier for entry with strength and conditioning, right? Like anybody that was fly by night with strength and conditioning, they're done. Yeah. Like they're not here anymore. Where I think our industry, as you said before, was getting inundated with those Instagram, you know, uh, three months out of college ran track and now I'm training 10 kids at the field. And hey, that some of those people take market share away from us, right? That does happen. So I think it'll, I think it'll be, um, when we get through this thing, I, I think it'll it'll have been a, a win for the industry overall. I mean, it would it, it's going to have been a, a tough ride, but we'll be better off for it. Right. Yeah. I think too, it's forced us. Uh, you know, one more thing with that is we're, we're going to be adding a couple more benches inside of our facility. So, um, you know, we have those those rogue racks where you have squatting and then and then benching. So, you know, it takes honestly, it, it sounds dumb as it sounds. You know, it takes probably about four to five minutes to get set up between a squat and a bench. Well, now we can just keep it up and then have somebody else in the other room, in the bench room. Um, it's just going to, like you said, with the flow, but then also it's going to save time too because we're not setting things up. So it's going to kind of be just be, be a lot quicker to no get. No doubt. You're getting freestanding benches. Yeah, we're going to once <laughs> – that's one another thing too. I mean, that's another that's another, that's another another topic for discussion. But, I mean, we're 12 to 14 weeks out before we can even get our hands on them. <laughs> I feel you, dude. I feel you. The equipment, the equipment industry has gotten smacked right now. I mean, in a good way, but now there's no product to be had. So that's another, that's another barrier that we're going by. So, all right, cool, man. So listen, I always, I always like to ask everybody that's on the show because I'm a huge uh, quote guy. I always segue all of our team meetings, advisory meetings, and business of strength, uh, Zoom calls with a quote. So what's a quote? that you live by and something that resonates with you on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, I like to, you know, I'm not a really a huge quote guy, but you know, I like to tie them around certain areas of my life. So like certain times in my life where you know, I kind of really needed it, you know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I always go back to, I'm not sure if you ever like saw those old videos of, you know, how bad do you want it? Success videos from ET and all that, mm-hmm. um, you know, but uh, you know, that, that quote, when he says, you know, when you want to succeed is you want to breathe, that's when you'll be successful. That's kind of one thing that kind of stuck out in my mind when I was looking over, you know, what's a good quote that sticks out to me. Cause um, you know, back when in 2011, when that video came out, that was about the time I was thinking about purchasing advantage. And I just kept thinking and kept mulling it over like, you know, should I buy this gym or, you know, should I do something different or should I go into a completely different career path? And then I just really just that that quote in that video, honestly, just kind of spoke to me. And, and you know, that's kind of one thing that always sticks out to me now. Well, now that now that you brought that up, it's something that I haven't even mentioned. You, you got to talk to us about that purchase of the gym in 2011. Right. Yeah. What was the deal there? You don't have to give us specifics, but. I think a lot of times uh, people will be like, how do I even do that? How does that come to be? So what was the deal? How did it happen? Yeah, honestly, it, uh, it happened pretty organically. Um, you know, I was only 24 years old at the time of the purchase. Um, actually, I turned 24 that year. So, um, you know, it was to a point where, you know, the current owner at the time, he kind of saw the writing on the wall of, you know, I was going to be, you know, doing all this, all the strength conditioning, all the sports performance type stuff. And he was going to kind of lead into, you know, doing more of the general population and, and uh, all the adult training. So, um, you know, he was kind of going one direction. I was going the other. And 
um, it got to the point where I was like, hey, listen, it's either I'm going to purchase this or I'm going to probably go a different direction, possibly get into strength conditioning field at the university level or even, you know, start my own facility. So um, after kind of months and months of negotiations, um, you know, I was able to get to a price that I felt comfortable with. And honestly, at that time, I wish I knew more about negotiation like I do now because I think I could have got it at a better price. But, um, you know, it allowed me to get into a, a pre-existing gym something that I was already in for two years, basically leading the, you know, leading the charge for the, the, the two years prior. So I had all the clients built up. I had, you know, the, the systems, the systems, the kind of systems I had in place, um, you know, and it just seemed like a seamless uh, transition. And, and uh, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't regret it one bit. Yeah. I was going to say like, if you had to go back and do it again, what would be something that you did a little bit differently? Uh, honestly, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably, I'd be try, trying to get that price down a little bit more than what I, what I got it for just because, you know, again, I was young. I had no, like no mentorship in the, in, in the strength conditioning realm as far as business is concerned. Uh, so I didn't really know how to go about that, you know, so I'm just like kind of take things at face value and, you know, I was able to get it down, the sticker price down a little bit, but again, um, I, I think I wish I would have done, if it happened today, I think I would have got a better price. Mm-hmm. So, when, when you talk about um, mentorship in terms of business coaching, and obviously this is self-serving to us as this is the Business of Strength podcast and many people listening to this want to be better at business in regards to strength and conditioning. I know for myself, I was a very similar age when I bought into Varsity House, very similar situation. And I know for me in the beginning, I couldn't be told differently about business because I didn't care about quote unquote business. I cared about becoming a better coach and turning loose an amazing product. I think back on that now and I started reading some books and there was like eye-opening revelations like, oh my gosh, this book is speaking to me and what I need. And then I started to seek out assistance, not only in the strength and conditioning front, but also on the business front. And when I started hearing like, wow, this is going to cost this much money, that can't be worth it. I think the biggest thing for me is understanding like now I'm speaking to myself and I want to ask you, but would you have paid for business? Let's call it intervention at a younger age, knowing what you know now about getting eyes on your business, external eyes on your business. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's no different than, you know, finding the right training system for your gym early on. Why wouldn't you want to have the systems in place early on? So that way you can just continually build no different than business wise. You know what I mean? If I could have had somebody like yourself or, you know, Joe and and the guys, uh, I think that I would have been where I'm at now four or five years ago. You know what I mean? Um, You know, it's not something that I regret because I think I had to learn a lot of those things on my own. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's allowed the gym to kind of be where it's at today because of that, because I, I made those failures, I made those mistakes and, um, those mistakes kind of molded me into a better person, I feel like. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it also made me a little bit better at business as well, because now I kind of see how things go. And I've, I've seen a lot of the things that are coming my way now before. Right. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, again, athletics, I like to, t- I like to tie everything around athletics, but. I mean, if you play the same team over and over again, you start to see their tendencies, you start to break down the film, and now you can make a, a better successful play because of it. You know what I mean? No, it's a great analogy. It's a great uh, great example of that. That's awesome, man. Well, Dustin, I know it's been a long time coming getting you on the show, and obviously we have you here because you represent everything that a strength coach should aspire to be. You've held true to your vision. 
you are you are making the money that you sought out to make in, in terms of being able to provide a great life and lifestyle for your family doing something that you love so you are an example of i think everybody in the coaching industry believes well you know i can't make any money doing this so i better go get a real job or i'm going to do this on the side you're an example of somebody that's doing it through and through and you're a true professional so i want to i know um you know, I want to give everybody an opportunity to find you, whether you want to disclose your email, your social media, your website, you know, any closing remarks you've got, hit, hit it, man. No, I appreciate that. Um, you know, obviously, you know, if you want to find me on, on social media, um, the gym page is, you know, at Advantage906, um, Advantage, A-D-V-A-N-T-E-D-G-E. Um, and then my personal one is just DustinBrancho at gmail.com. That's my, that's my uh, you know, my email. If you have any questions about training and business, uh, you know, feel free to, to pick my brain with about anything. Um, and then my, my social page is just, uh, you know, at Dustin Rancho. So pretty easy to find um, at Dustin Rancho 87. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, it's a long time coming, but I mean, next couple of years, my vision is to, to get to that next level of becoming a world around gym. And I, I hope that uh, you guys are right there alongside me every step of the way. So. Awesome, Dustin. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks again. I see you then.